Hey fiends, and welcome back to That Horror Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Christy, aka Kitty, and today we're going to be talking about The Love Witch. So, it's February. People are probably having Zoom dates still, let's be honest. And maybe your date ends up well, maybe it doesn't. So, on tonight's episode, we're going to be talking about toxic love. Or, you know, how we end up getting swept up in the fantasy of what love is supposed to look like. So, in this story, we have a woman named Elaine who's played by Samantha Robinson. She's a woman. She's driving with the top down, her convertible. Not sure what kind. And This movie looks like it's from the 70s with the makeup, the cinematography, the costumes, the set design. Um, In one scene, a character uses a smartphone and that really fucked with my head because (laughs) I really thought this was like an older movie. And yeah, maybe I disregarded what year it came out, but still, it's very effective. So, Elaine, she kind of looks like Juana Del Rey, if I'm being honest, with, like, the mod kind of clothing and, like, the 60s, 70s, like, long hair, the cat eyes, but, like, the vibrant eyeshadow and the long boots and all that. And I will say this, I have to give so much credit to Anna Biller, she is the director she wrote the thing she's the set designer she did costumes and all that like goddamn, she had a very specific idea of what she wanted this movie to be and she definitely nailed it whether you end up liking the movie not liking the movie or feeling indifferent you have to give her so much respect for pretty much wearing all the hats basically the only thing she didn't do was produce it which you know that's fine so it begins with again uh elaine she's in this car she's driving and she's kind of lamenting about her love life and how she's had trouble in the love department she wants to start over where nobody knows her and everything she wants to start anew And it cuts to a man drinking from a wine glass or a chalice. And he starts gagging and keels over. And it zooms in on his face. And Elaine, she sarcastically says, poor Jerry. And she said that she had a total mental breakdown when he left her. And she said they, I guess, like, maybe a... Um, clinic for mental health. I guess that's what she's getting at. She said that they cured me, but I still have those intrusive thoughts. And it cuts to her kneeling down, wearing a blindfold, and her hands are tied up behind her back, and she's participating in like a ritual. And so she narrates throughout the entire movie. It's like her inner dialogue. So 
she's narrating that her therapist said that there's plenty of abused people who've had it worse than you and they turned out just fine and right from the get-go that's a red flag for not only her but her therapist because like I don't know this isn't a competition of who's had it worse and whether someone's pain or abuse they've gone through or trauma or whatever whether it's valid or not like it's all it's all valid it's all shitty you're entitled to feel how you feel and so Elaine's driving and she gets stopped by a handsome police officer and he stops her for having a taillight out they kind of flirt a little bit but he lets her go and she again she's voicing over that Jerry her ex-husband left her and she became really obsessive with learning how to get your man back and what she surmises is that the experts see men as being very fragile and if you're too assertive as a woman they get crushed down and so you have to be very tricky with them so clearly she does not have a healthy look of heteronormative relationships so she ends up at this gorgeous purple victorian looking house and she rents an apartment there and she meets trish who introduces herself and she's helping elaine with her bags and they bring up their mutual friend barbara who actually owns the uh, victorian house but barbara's away so trish is kind of like a stand-in landlord of sorts and so they talk about how Barbara is really into all that sort of Wiccan stuff and the decorating is inspired by like tarot cards basically like she's into the occult in general and I'm not gonna lie I would love to live there too because it's just beautiful it's so beautiful so I mean if they have a room to rent hey so they end up going to get food at this um, Victorian tea house and you know they chat and start to know each other a little bit more so Trish is a lot more independent she's more of a feminist and feels like you know you should be your own person and you know you should find the right partner who treats you right and all that and Elaine she disagrees so Elaine is very fanciful. She wants to ride off into the sunset with her Prince Charming and thinks all women and girls feel that way. People that are most likely like femme presenting who date like more masculine people. I'm just going to throw that in there just because. So, you know, Elaine's kind of going on and on about how, you know, oh, you should cater to your man. And, you know, you should be their walking, talking fantasy and just please their every whim and all that. And Trish kind of thinks it's really ridiculous and not realistic. And Elaine claims that she finally figured out men and way more than she used to. And she has this new formula. And she claims that she died when Jerry left her. But Barbara and Gan, I think that's how you pronounce his name I forget but he's a male witch and so they brought her back to life and she was reborn as a witch and 
she said that she was taught everything about magic and men so you know she claims that she pretty much knows everything so she has a just a very distorted viewpoint of what love is to her and yeah just it's not very realistic at all and she's obsessed with the idea of the fairy tale and it's just very I I would call it toxic but that's just me she does I don't feel like she actually wants real love she just wants you know like what movies sell to us like you meet and then instantly you know that you're meant for each other and you just have to like go from point a to point b you get married and everything is fine all the time and you have to constantly look beautiful and i just i don't agree with that <laughs> i think that if you're with someone you know you over time build a relationship and you learn about each other flaws and all and if you still feel like you know you are compatible and have chemistry and all that and it's a healthy relationship then hey go for it whatever makes you happy as long as you're not hurting other people go for it so anyway that's my little rant for now so she goes from zero to a hundred in these relationships she likes to make men obsessed with her and then they die so she comes on strong and uh, and then she gets tired of their quote-unquote neediness and reality again is like she i don't think she actually knows what real love is and she just wants that instant gratification and she uses magic to get that and she wants to be seen as like the perfect woman and when she was with her ex-husband she didn't tend to her hair she hid food under her bed and it would rot and she wouldn't really shower and i think it's a case of codependency if you ask me like she ends up losing herself in relationships and she has to have control all the time so she uses magic to do that and she wears a wig instead of you know like tending to her hair and all that and that's fine if you want to wear wigs you know like to each their own but i think for her it's more of like keeping that perfect picture of herself up at all times instead of you know like letting her flaws show and you know growing together with people and again just like taking your time and so she entices her lovers by like giving them the fuck me eyes <laughs> like she glares at them and she feeds them a love potion and really she's drugging them with like hallucinogenics and she hypnotizes them with her rainbow line jacket while giving a strip tease so she ends up doing this with this uh professor wayne well first she goes into town to sell some witchy stuff like candles and all that at this local occult store and i'll give her this she does have that redeeming quality of making her own money and so when she sees wayne on her little lunch break she gives him that fuck me stare and he just like 
is drawn to her. He has to go to her. So he stops talking to this woman that he's talking to and just like goes right to Elaine. And so they end up flirting a little bit, chit-chatting. She invites herself over to his house, which is a cabin in the middle of nowhere. And so they go in his car they stop at his house. He just, like, he has to have her nails. Things get, like, kind of hot and heavy in the car. And she's like, oh, here, wait, hold on. Here, drink some of this. And he thinks it's, like, alcohol in a flask. And he's like, oh, man, this stuff's really strong. So she, you know, cooks dinner for him and all that. And then he starts feeling a little weird. And then she tells him, like, oh, yeah, well, it's got some herbs and hallucinogenics. And he's like, wait, what the fuck? So she starts to hypnotize him with her striptease and her rainbow, like, line jacket, like I said. And they end up having a sexual moment. And then throughout the night, he's, like, not feeling so great. And then he ends up being in incredibly obsessed with her. Like, he has to have her. And meanwhile, he's, like, withering away. And she's downstairs, like, not really giving a shit about him. And, like, oh, boo-hoo. Oh, oh, he's acting like such a girl. He's such a pussy. Oh, why doesn't he act like a man? And it's like, girl, you're holding up misogyny. Like, come on. Like, you can't have it both ways. You want to be the fantasy and you think like women should cater to men but then you're complaining and want him to act like a man because he's crying and he's like showing emotions and stuff and you want him to be obsessed with you so there you go so like girl, again pick one so he ends up really really sick and everything and then he ends up dying so then she has this like again like i think it's like a voiceover inner dialogue type of thing and she says oh this isn't the first time I've had to bury a body like very nonchalant and she makes this really gross like witch bottle with her own piss in it and she puts a bloody tampon and some herbs and she like buries him in his backyard and puts the witch bottle there and she like takes her like rainbow dress and she's like here you could have this forever and she burns it and she thinks that like I guess she burned the whole thing or whatever no that that is not it and girl you probably need to go to like more therapy because like that's not okay it's not okay <laughs> so and it's not all murder she's also a painter and she paints lovely portraits and like of nature and like half naked ladies i guess like self portraits of herself and she paints a nice one of i guess her ripping a man's heart out while he's dressed like prince charming hmm so trish meets up with her to catch up and elaine tells her she just broke up with a guy and she thought he was the one and Trish tells her, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go out of town for a furniture convention. And later, Elaine meets up with her, like, friends, like her one friend, Barbara, at this burlesque club. And she tells her, Barbara tells her to stop fucking around with love magic. And the bartender tells the waitresses that a body was found in a lake with a symbol carved into him and that like rattles up a few of the patrons who start to go on this like I hate witches 
type of rant. And Elaine and her other witch friends rant about small-minded people. And Barbara has like a little speech about men and society in general fearing the power of women's sexuality and how marriage is used to, used to control. And I agree with some of it, but then she kind of takes it into like a, hey, like women have to look attractive always. It's her, a little bit her and a little bit this guy, um, Gan, I think his name. I still can't pronounce it right. But anyway, so they go in this like little spiel of like, oh, women have to be attractive all the time. You're like, you gotta learn how to play the game. And I'm like, I mean, that's all well and good if you, you know, if you want to look hyper feminine, you do you. I'm fine with that. It's just, ah, uh, you know, I feel like you either get the movie or you don't. And the first time I watched it, I feel like the messaging got kind of lost on me. And it, and it is a dark comedy. It kind of makes fun of like the early 70s movies where they're kind of like over the top with the acting and everything is like super serious. And I feel like this kind of turns it on its head. So, carrying on. So, with that said, so they suggest like, oh, use sex magic to destroy a man and getting into his heart and flooding him with love. And so, you know, I don't know. Maybe don't bury people and like think that obsession is healthy. It's kind of not. <laughs> So, Elaine has moments by herself where she hears, like, inner dialogue of her ex-husband berating her for not living up to his ideal fantasy and, like, he wants a perfect housewife and she's just, like, not that person. And he also makes a disgusting comment like, oh, wow, you lost a lot of weight. You look great. And then I guess it's also, like, her father, too, is in her head, like, oh, what are you, a whore? Are you stupid? And all that, like really gross. So clearly she's had to deal with this, like I'm guessing all throughout her life. And then there's this sergeant, um, Griff Matt Meadows, who's on the case of Wayne mysteriously disappearing and him and his partner Steve go with Wayne's lady friend that like he was chatting with earlier before Elaine like worked her sex magic on him. <laughs> Um, so she takes them to the house and they see the house has like rotten food in it. It's like really disgusting and Griff Meadows finds like the straw piss on the counter that was Elaine's and then they go in the backyard and they find like the uh, the grave site and so they decide to dig them up and meanwhile Elaine's becoming a little too cozy with Trisha's husband Richard while she's away so she cooks dinner for him gets some more info about their relationship and she sells him a little pity party about like no one will ever love her not even her ex-husband he couldn't wait to get rid of her and she lays it on really thick with him and of course like she does her little like I'm gonna give you this hallucinogenic and then I'm gonna give you striptease and then we're gonna have sex. So nice one, Elaine, real nice. So Griff Meadows meets this professor who's shittily explaining what witchcraft is, just like giving like the stereotypical bullshit, the misinformation, like fun fun. 
and talks about like oh yeah witch bottles they call them witch bottles like there's also like spell jars just fyi so elaine goes to this coven party and she nonchalantly is saying that she had to break things off with this married man that she was seeing because he just got like way too needy and i just fucking can't with her so the delivery of it and then to her friend barbara and barbara's like fine with this and it's just like fucking ridiculous and kind of hilarious so again like elaine with her like internal misogyny like saying oh he cries like a woman so and he must and i think he's a pisces for crying and like not wanting more sex and it's like really (laughs) so richard is like intensely fawning over elaine and he looks really fucking run down like haggard he's drinking a lot he's sobbing and he cops an attitude with trish when she's like trying to comfort him and everything and then so she goes to bed and he starts sobbing even more and i couldn't help but laugh because it did end up being like some really over the top like soap opera kind of crying like the quivering lip and everything and like the super close-up of his red face and it's just it's like i can't help but laugh like it's too much this fucking movie like it's it's uncomfortably funny like i don't mean to laugh like you know men can cry too or like masculine people can cry too but like it's it's played for comedy so meadows ends up going the detective meadows he ends up going to the local occult store and he finds out that elaine has been supplying them with the witch bottles and finds her address and goes to elaine's house and they talk about wayne and then she starts talking about like oh well just because i'm a witch and like why are you gonna judge me blah 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 so you know he's thinks like oh okay she's kind of cool and so they start a little love affair of course and she wants true love and like he doesn't want true love so when they're like i think their first date they end up going to this renaissance fair after they go like horseback riding which which did look pretty romantic you know for a first date doing something like active like cool but in griff meadows his inner dialogue he's like oh i just tell women what they want to hear like i don't believe in true love and when you're in love you become emasculated so you know be tough and then it's like just opposed to elaine's inner dialogue of like oh he loves me and fairy tales do happen and like all that fanciful shit and so clearly they're not on the same page and so they have like a little impromptu little wedding ceremony like when they happen on like a ren fair like a renaissance fair with all of elaine's witchy friends and all that i mean guy that should have tipped you off right there it's a little it's a little weird but i mean hey do what you do and like i said the girl she moves fast and so Richard, Trisha's husband, he ends up dying in what looks like to be suicide in the tub. And Trish unfortunately finds him 
she's really like upset about she's blaming herself she's like oh maybe i could have been a better wife when she meets up with elaine for tea and elaine just kind of really doesn't give a shit because like again like they had a little secret love affair so i guess she's trying to have a poker face i don't know so elaine stirs the conversation to herself and is like, oh, I'm so in love. I met the man of my dreams and he's just going to propose to me any day now. And kind of like really rubs it in Trisha's face of like, oh, look, haha, I was alone feeling sorry for myself and now you're alone. Haha. And it's like, girl, really? This ain't no competition. The woman just lost her fucking husband. Like, what? And bitch, it's because it was your fault. Like, what? So Trish tells her like oh I think Richard was acting weird when I came back from vac like the convention because he was having an affair and if I find out who it was I'm gonna like rip her to shreds like what the fuck so Elaine shows off a ring to Trish and all that after like bragging and so Trish pulls out herself and again this is when my mind was blown I realized like oh shit this isn't a movie from the 70s or maybe it's not supposed to be like I don't know so she pulls out a cell phone she calls Elaine like hey I'm gonna stop by and drop off your ring so she goes to do that and she kind of goes through her stuff like she tries on her makeup she tries on one of her wigs like Elaine's wigs and she puts on her lingerie and stuff like that and so she finds out like she finds like a picture of Richard and like a love spell for Richard in Elaine's stuff and so Elaine comes in and they have a fucking fight and like Trish is like oh my god you fucking whore bah. and she's like you're gonna fucking pay for this like you'll burn and then she leaves and so Elaine goes again to meet with like her coven people and she's afraid that like her detective boyfriend's gonna leave her so she performs like a ritual so he'll never leave her so she and griff meadows her boyfriend they meet up at the burlesque bar and this is when he tells her like hey guess what i found out that you're the one who made that guy wayne disappear because you fucking killed him and you had something to do with Richard dying like you killed a woman's husband and she's like what who told you that and then he's like oh well Trish tipped me off and so they're going back and forth like she's calling him a narcissist he's calling her borderline and everything which is shitty like come on there's people who have you know relational problems but don't go like accusing someone of being like borderline because that's serious shit. Anyway, so she finally says something that I kind of agree with. Like, she was kind of saying how in heteronormative relationships, it's often women that are carrying the emotional labor. And for what? To be tossed out like garbage? Like, there was a point in time where I felt the same way. I tried to do my best to do better and not have those thoughts and so Elaine also says like she uses sex and love magic to take her power back and to get what she wants and you know I was like okay like 
that's a little less, you know, a little less toxic. That's, I can, I can get down with that. Like, okay, I get you. And then, so the townspeople, they shame her for being a witch and they like attack her and they want to like burn her to the stake. And of course, Meadows comes like the Prince Charming to save her and they go to Elaine's apartment and things don't end well. And he's being like really cold to her, which sparks like a psychosis in her. She starts to think of like all the men who've like let her down and said like, oh, I love you, but I love you and everything. And she's just like, I can't fucking take this shit anymore. So she just kind of like a robot, like a Stepford wife. She just very much so without any emotion. She starts stabbing him to death for not loving her enough and it just like makes this huge hole in his chest very much so like the painting that she made of ripping the guy's heart out although I don't think she does rip his heart out and she's just like sitting there with like her dagger and she's just like thinking of her fantasy of like oh he's my prince charming he's telling me everything I want to hear like I love you Elaine you're my soulmate I want to be with you forever and he's like in her mind dressed up like prince charming and like she's in like um like a princess gown and everything and then they ride off to the sunset and she's just so happy about it and she's just kind of rolling with that fantasy and so for everything that goes on in the movie i i do actually love it even though the message if you're not really picking up on it kind of holding up a mirror to that fucked up toxic uh, messaging that we get from the media of how love is supposed to be how romance should be then you're not really gonna get it you're probably gonna think it's not healthy and I did think that from the first time that I watched it I kind of wasn't getting it but after a subsequent watch I was able to pick up on oh okay so this is like turning it turning it on its head and making it into a dark comedy and it's showing how far someone is willing to go to possess another person in order to keep them around like an object or you know toss them aside like an object and to keep reality at bay at all costs so you don't have to do the hard work of like deeping like do the deep dive inside of yourself and see what you need to work on you know and heal whatever kind of void is within you in order to have like healthy fulfilling relationships and I feel like you know Elaine as a character she kind of embodies the shallow society standards as a whole like um she loses herself within relationships and so she has to be in charge of everything she has to control every aspect of the relationship it has to go according to plan and if it doesn't then she has to make everything disappear and then moves on to the next one and then moves on to the next one without actually doing any real work so girl go back to therapy please <laughs> and you know she wants to possess someone's heart at all costs and it pokes fun at this idea in a dark way and overall like you know giving the finger to the overall force feeding of the fairy tale that we're given 
through movies, through TV shows. And I think you'll either get it or you won't. And, you know, that's fine. Take it how it is. Um, realize it's not that serious. <laughs> and, yeah. So, I've, I've had to learn to pick up on the, like, subtleties of it and appreciate it for what it was. And for my message, don't fall for the bullshit. Take things slow and love. And maybe don't rip people's hearts out. <laughs> And I would give it a 10 out of 10, that's just me, and maybe watch it with a date and enjoy it safely. And it can be found on Prime, Voodoo, Crackle, or Canopy. And if you would like to support my content, you can always hit listener support. Thank you so much, fiends. Enjoy yourselves, and bye!